Hey guys, I'm JC. And I'm Seven. And you're listening to the CGC Podcast, where we cover our favorite comics, games, and cinema. So strap in and get your nerd on. Thanks for listening. Hey man, welcome back. <laughs> hey, what's up? Don't don't laugh. You know what you did. <laughs> you waited so long for the third one though. Yeah, I had to. I had to. I, I, had, to, I had to give wait. you time to prepare. Oh my god! All right, for those for those listening, um, I, I I learned this trick in school, where if you're editing videos, you look for the, you know, when they have the God, what's it called? The clapper. Clapper thing. No, that's not what it's called. It's, no, it's, it's not. Uh, I can't remember, dude. I'm paying however much a year to study this shit. Um. <laughs> But they've got the uh, God. That's going to drive me nuts. Now I gotta Google it. God, oh my God, man. Um, things that movies clap before <laughs> scene. I'm gonna cry if it's a clapper. It's called a clapper board. I'll be damned. Boom. I don't even. I didn't even go to school for this shit. Oh no 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 no. Film slate. That's the technical term. That's what I was looking for. That's oh, what I was looking gotcha. for. Film okay, slate. Fair enough, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. So when when you like are shooting a scene and they'll go like scene one, take one, and then they'll clap. Um, that clap lets the editors sync up the moment that it comes down and closes. And you know, since it's a very loud noise, it spikes in the audio. So you can line those up very well. And so that's what I was trying to do to save some time <laughs> editing. But now, you know, I, I could cut all of this out. Because no one cares, and we've That's already true. been already been talking for a couple minutes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what did you get into? What did you get into this this past weekend? Well, I went and saw uh, the Black Widow movie in theaters with my fiance. Hey, I went and saw it with a good friend of mine because my girlfriend didn't want to go and watch me gawk at Scarlett Johansson for two hours. That's fair. So. So hey, I guess that's what we're talking about. That's a great idea. I know we said that we were going to do Evil Dead this week because of uh you know it being my choice and all but between you know uh black widow coming out this past weekend and the final episode of loki coming out this wednesday at midnight uh we figured we'd make it kind of a marvel palooza here so for the next couple of episodes this episode will be black widow next episode will be we're, we're gonna go and do kind of a synopsis of the entire loki um season which I'm and then, excited for. Yeah, I'm super excited for. I've I binged uh, five the first five episodes uh, between today and yesterday just to well, get ready for it. Not to you know because I I you know it I don't want it to sound like we're pushing your ideas to the backboard because the two of us being I I, I hate to use this term content creators. <laughs> um, you know, we're caught between this rock and a hard place of doing what we enjoy and what we want to, and also, you know, staying relevant and being, you know, like the first people, you know, because if Black Widow's trending, you know, we might as well talk about it because, you know, it's new. People are going to want to hear about it. Oh, and for same sure. Same with like the end of Loki, same with, you know, whatever. So, I mean, if mm. you're, and, you know, being anticipating and, you know, waiting for this episode about Evil Dead, just just hang on. Just hang on. Be patient. Yep. I mean, obviously, we got to cover the big ticket items as they come up. And then 
I mean, there's not always going to be a new Marvel movie coming out or a new Marvel show coming out. Like there's downtime people. We'll, we'll find, we'll fill the downtime with our favorite comics, movies, and video games. But, uh, whenever the big ticket stuff comes out, like we got to cover the big ticket stuff for sure. Yeah. So, um, let's just get right into Black Widow. So I, I obviously, since we were both in theaters, we couldn't take our usual notes. So I've literally got the IMDb page pulled up. I'm not going to read this thing verbatim because that's boring. And why would we do it? I will be referring to it just to kind of refresh my memory on the course of events. So um, let's 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 not jump right into, you know, the, the walkthrough just yet. Let's let's kind of. Now let, let's converse because you know we've talked a little bit before we started recording about our thoughts on the uh, on the movie mm-hmm. and you know let's just let's just cover that for a minute. Okay. Um, because first of all, before we say anything else, if you have not seen this, there are spoilers ahead. Yeah, we're gonna do nothing but spoil this movie. Yeah, we for will you, ruin so. this movie for you. Um, so if you haven't seen it, stop listening and come back after the fact. We will um, give you three seconds of silence to stop the podcast now and go see the damn movie. Cool? Great. Three seconds, starting now. And there it went. <laughs> Fletcher. <laughs> Quote Fletcher. And there it went. And there it went. Now, I'll say, I, I, I just want to go ahead and throw this out there. I thought the movie was great. The action scenes, obviously, it's Black Widow. She's one of the better fighters, like, hand-to-hand on the team. Um, the action scenes were fucking awesome the characters are really cool personally uh my favorite is alexi aka the uh red guardian who's super cool character uh played by that same actor that plays hopper in stranger things i can't remember david harper david harper david harper no harper like bring like bringing a boat in the harbor Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, David Harbour. I, I thought the movie was awesome. The the um, fight scenes were really good. The action was good. The music was good. The cinematography was good. I thought this was like, you know, top tier Marvel movie status all the way up until the Taskmaster um, reveal. And all right, well, let's. Let, I'm gonna I'm gonna derail you for a second. This movie, although mm-hmm. you know it being, you know, big you know, big name Marvel movie, you know, mm-hmm. like props to Scarlett Johansson and, you know, just Black Widow in general for getting a solo film. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe maybe it's just because, you know, after, you know, COVID, you know, movies weren't being played in theaters. Right. You know, that's where like a bajillion of these streaming services, you know, popped out of nowhere. Right. But this just this wasn't the movie I wanted to wait a year to see. No, you know, like they easily could have released it on Disney Plus. Um, you know, I, I would have bought it, I would have watched it, and I probably would have had the same thoughts I have of it now. Yep. Um, but there was not, there was like one thing that was like in the in the post credit scene. Valentina, she appears, you know, in Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier, and she was supposed to appear in Black Widow before that series even got released, so we knew, you know, who the fuck she was. It just the last movie I had, or I'm sorry, the last Marvel movie I had seen in theaters was Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I 
I'm loving these Spider-Man movies. I'm loving the direction they're going with them. I wish they would pull back on the Tony Stark dick sucking just a little bit, but this, you know, it, it was it was a solid movie. It, it was. Yeah. Um, it really reminded me of earlier Marvel titles. Mm-hmm. Like you could have snuck that in right after Iron Man two, and it would have been a much better movie. Mm. Um, but it's like we've seen. Thanos. We've seen the Infinity Gauntlet. We've seen, you know, the Quantum Realm. It's just, you know, there wasn't anything new. Mm-hmm. And you know, that was one of my gripes with it. Um, but yeah, the whole Taskmaster thing is just like I didn't specifically like that direction. Right now, I will say it's natural that after a huge event like. Um, in game there's going to be a little bit of a lull period um spider-man far from home was i would definitely say not the lull period i i enjoyed that movie immensely um that movie uh, is more like a like an epilogue for sure and um now especially now that iron man's off the table robert downey jr is not reprising his his role uh spider-man in the mcu is my favorite that's that's my guy um, it's only natural that, you know, the first movie coming back after COVID, um, after the big, you know, during the big lull, right after a huge movie event like Endgame, it's it's going to suffer a little bit, right? I still thought all the way up until um, the Taskmaster scene that this movie was excellent. Yes, it didn't really bring anything super new to the table, but it was Black Widow's first and I guess only, no, well, Scarlett Johansson's only standalone film in the in the MCU. So I was just happy that um you know Black Widow finally got some recognition. A lot of Avengers still can't say that. Namely Hawkeye. Hawkeye doesn't have his own movie yet, so there you go. He's getting he's getting a TV show. He's getting a TV show. I was going to say Loki didn't either, neither did Captain uh or Falcon uh Winter Soldier or um wanda or vision but they all have shows now i mean still no movie but it's not bad um but yeah i mean i i kind of expected it to not be you know the groundbreaking level that in game or you know infinity war anything like that was for black widow but i mean anybody that doesn't know which is all of you because i don't think i've even told seven this taskmaster is my absolute favorite villain in the whole MCU and the direction they took that character, it bums me out, but it especially bums me out knowing that more than likely the MCU will never change that. They'll never change taskmaster back to the character. It's supposed to be. Well, we haven't, we haven't covered what they did quote unquote wrong with it. So why don't you give, give them some, which I mean, if they've seen it, they already know, but give some uh, context. So, I was going to I was going to kind of save this little gem for, you know, as we're going through the plot of the movie and just reveal it naturally. But um, essentially, um, you know what? I am going to wait. I feel like it'd be better for us to go through the the course of the movie and it be revealed kind of naturally. And then I'll gripe about it for probably a good 20 minutes because it seriously upset me. All right. So. Movie kind of opens up, and uh, they, of course, start years prior, as Marvel movies are known to do. Um, starts in the year 1995, where uh, little little kids are out and about playing. There are a couple of girls um, playing in their backyards, just doing doing you know, random kid shit, you know, the usual. 
Um, and the younger daughter like falls and you know skins her knee. That you know normal shit. Um, mom comes out, reassures them, so on and so forth. Um, and it's all very, very pedestrian, very normal, right? Well, mom calls the kids in for dinner. Um, they get the table all set up. They're waiting for dad to come home from work. And dad gets home and he is, you know, doing his thing. You know, hey, how was your day? Blah, blah, blah. Um, kids are still getting the table ready and dad pulls mom aside and goes, hey, it's time. And she gets the super concerned look on her face um they start they sit down they eat dinner they start eating and um the dad kind of explains hey you kids remember uh forever i told you that one day we were going to go on a big adventure right and they were like yeah and he was like well today's the day get get your stuff together get packed we're leaving right now and they're like oh shit okay um well, the littlest one is. The older one is a little bit, you know, she kind of knows what's going on. Um, so they get everything thrown into, like, bags and stuff, um, and they get rushed out the door. Um, they drive through a, a little small town in Ohio. Uh, what was it? What was the name of that town? Does it say here in the synopsis i don't think they said a like a specific town i'm pretty sure it was i remember the title card just being ohio mm, okay well they're driving through this little small town in ohio and you see police sirens and like stuff going on and you're like what the hell is going on in this small town right well they're heading to uh kind of this derelict airstrip that they've stashed away an old plane um, the dad, uh, pulls out a rifle and kind of covers the mom and daughters while they're loading up the plane. And, you know, you're sitting here thinking, okay, so one of the kids has got to be Natasha, right? Um, but like, what is this all, what is all this cloak and dagger spy shit going on right now? Um, but the mom is trying to fly the plane or, or well, taxi the plane out onto the runway and that's when cops start showing up because apparently they just are able to find these people. I don't know where they got the tip or whatever, but, you know, police work, I guess. Um, Dad is trying to cover um, and is still trying to, like, back up to catch up to the plane because, you know, obviously doesn't want to get left behind. Um, and it's a whole action scene. They're trying to take off from the ground um the cops are chasing him down the runway um mom gets shot in the shoulder so he's she's trying to tell natasha how to like pilot the plane and keep in mind this is like this is like a 10 year old baby this is is a child so you know not exactly ideal um dad like jumps on the wing of this plane and beforehand he like single-handedly tossed aside this huge like metal trailer and shit so you know he's strong but like he's holding on to a plane that's trying to get up to speed to take off so he's pretty you you gotta know he's like super soldier strong he's gotta be super soldier strong he's super soldier strong um so he's still shooting at cops natasha 
is trying her best to get the plane off the ground. And then they see cops coming down the runway at them. Um, so through a whole lot of panicking and blood and swerving all over the place, they finally get the plane off the damn ground and they fly it all the way down to Cuba. Now, back in the day, Cuba and Russia had pretty close alliances due to the uh, communist party and uh, obviously Castro not being America's biggest fan. So um, I assume they landed it like on a, like an aircraft carrier or some shit. I can't remember off the top of my head if it was like an aircraft carrier, if it was like just a random runway in Cuba, but they, they land in Cuba where they're greeted by a ton of like Russian soldiers. Um, the dad like hops out and he's like, Hey, what's up? It's me. You boy, uh, red guardian. And, uh, he talks to this, like this Russian dude, Drakov, saying like hey mission was a success i got the i got the stuff and he was like is this the, the only copy he was like who are you talking to man i burned the place down like this is it um don't really know what this stuff is that they're talking about we're, we're new here um mom gets rushed up onto like a truck to be taken off to get medical attention obviously she's been shot um and the two daughters are just kind of left there like trying to piece together what the hell is going on right now. Um, more so the younger one, because you, you remember the older one is still, you can kind of see that she has an idea of what's happening, but you don't really, she doesn't really know what's totally going on. Um, but uh, the dad is chit chatting with Drakov um, and the girls, um, the younger one gets, starts to get snatched up by one of the Russian soldiers. And the older one jumps in the middle, takes his gun, and is like, I will shoot you. Like, she's screaming at these guys in Russian and shit. Like, I'll shoot you. I'll do it. I'll kill you. Um, and that's when Red Guardian comes walking up like, hey, well, hold on there. Remember, we're all cool here. You know, we're just doing our thing. And then the what the, some, some, like, Russian soldier or scientist or whatever comes up behind her like gives her a shot in the neck to knock her out and they give the other, the little one a shot too. Um, and they just get loaded up onto trucks and then you get your, uh, what is that when you get like the title card, the big yeah. black widow. Yeah, and that's, that's only like the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's, let's hit the gas a little bit, uh, speed up and, okay. uh, you know, well, let's, let's just go. What? Yep. Up? Well, you're gonna jump straight into 2016. You're you're you jump way ahead. This is after. Well, yeah, I know. We're just we're we're kind of drudging through this. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so, um, jump forward to 2016. This is immediately after uh, Natasha has been in the whole Civil War thing. So she's on the run from the government. Um, big appearance from General Ross, my guy, the uh, yeah. future Red Hulk. I hope they actually do that at some point. I would be super excited to see a big, that would be that would be really cool. Big red general. Anyway, um, she's on the run. Can't be in America because uh, the Sokovia Accords. Yeah, been, she's a fugitive for violating the Soviet Accords, which was you know the entirety of the Civil War movie. Yeah, um, I'm. It's been she, a super long time since I've seen Civil War, so I will probably have to watch that again as a refresher at yeah. some point, but. Well, she's, um, you know, she's escaping him. She flees to a supposed, you know, safe house. 
where they, you know they're tracking her and you know it reveals that you know she's not even there she's mm-hmm. got the one up on them again and then she goes to a uh, actual like more i guess safe safe house supplied mm-hmm. by her friend uh rick rick mason who's mm-hmm. like her uh c- connections guy i mean I, there, I know there's a term for it um but she's like the or rick's like the the hookup that's the that's the dude that got her set up with the trailer, right? Rick Mason, that was his yeah, name? Yes, I'm pretty sure it was Rick Mason, but I don't I don't remember if they ever actually like said his name out loud. Okay. Not well, sure. Well, he, he sets her up in a, like a trailer in the middle of Norway, like butt fuck nowhere Norway. Yeah. Um and she's like running this trailer off of a generator. Like it's not hooked up to any sort of Yeah, like, yeah. She's power. she's laying she's laying real low. Like um stupid low she's it's funny because i remember she was watching one of the 007 movies and quoting it verbatim um on like a laptop and i was like a little surprised that she has a laptop if she's laying this low but uh i guess she's the spy and i'm not so yeah well um meanwhile yelena uh belova yeah um who's you know her the little sister the little girl we saw in the beginning but i guess we don't know that yet no, um, not yet. she's she kills this rogue former Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, but right before, you know, I guess she dies, the dying widow releases this synthetic gas that neutralizes, you know, the whole Red Room's chemical mind control agent that makes the widows, you know, the widows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Elena kind of comes to realizes like, you know, what the fuck am I doing? You know, and she sends that antidote to natasha in the Mm. hope that you know she'll return to help and you know free the other widows um but you know it cuts back to natasha at the trailer and she's got this big box of things and one of the things in the boxes is that you know antidote Mm -hmm. and so she drives off into town you know unknowing of what it is and then she's attacked by you know the big bad of the movie you know, the man taskmaster fucking taskmaster. Yeah. And he comes out of left field, dude, like out of nowhere. I literally heard somebody in the audience like gasp because it was so abrupt. It was actually my fiance. She's very lighthearted. Um, she like gasped because a rocket comes out of absolutely nowhere and just smashes into the side of widow's car, like launches it, almost knocks it off the bridge. So, um, yeah, Taskmaster comes completely out of left field to yeah. ruin Natasha's day. Yeah, he's he's after that antidote, and they get they get into this uh, big fight scene, and then you 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 get to see Taskmaster's you know his his shtick, you mm-hmm. know, because he's mimicking her every move. He's got the shield, he's got the claws. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really cool to see. You know, they're they're at least trying to portray him. Up, then, up up till this point, they're they're doing the character right, as far as I'm concerned. Like, they the photographic reflexes is, is what they call it in the comics, um, which is just the ability for anything that he sees, he can immediately mimic without any training or any sort of practice. So Natasha manages to escape, you know, mm-hmm. with her life, and Naturally. realizes that the antidote came from her sister, because like rubber banded around. The antidote was a picture of the two of them when they were kids, the girls we saw in the first few minutes of the film. Right. So they reunite in Budapest, 
Budapest. Where Natasha learns uh, Drakov is still alive and that she didn't kill him. And the Despite Red Room her best is still, efforts, yeah. Yeah, and the Red Room is still very active. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, shortly after they get into this, I guess, chick fight, that was actually kind of badass because, I mean, they were trained by the same people, their sisters. Yeah. Um, you know, they were very alike in their, uh, I guess, fighting. Yeah, I remember watching the fight just going, well, this is essentially the equivalent of a slap fight because neither one of them is making any ground, any headway in the yeah. fight. They're, they're completely even, which I thought was really odd because you would think Widow would, or, well, you would think Natasha would have the upper hand because, yes, they both have the same amount of training. Yes, they both killed a lot of people, but Natasha's got experience fighting things much bigger and scarier than regular people as an Avenger. You know, she's fought a, a giant robot, uh, like, you know, Ultron, the the big, big guy. Um, yeah. She's stared down the Hulk and hoped to God he didn't rip her in half. Um, you know, she's she's got a little bit more experience in the field with, with like, outlandish shit. So I, I felt like she had the edge, but no, it came down to a tie, obviously. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, plot armor is a you hell know. of a hell of a thing. <laughs> plot um, armor is a hell of a drug. But... Short after they, I guess, meet and reconcile, they're attacked by, you know, the other Black Widows that are still under the mind control and Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. And they they evade both of them. And, you know, just to kind of jump a little bit, they, you know, of course, they get out alive. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's still early in the movie. And then they meet Rick Mason again, who supplies them with this busted, broken, <laughs> like old school <laughs> helicopter. Yeah. They kept giving him so much shit because they were like, you're the best there is. And all you could get us was this busted ass helicopter. Yeah. Um, So they decide to take that helicopter and try and break out their old man. Alexi, a.k.a. the Red Guardian. Yeah, he's which you mentioned it earlier, but he was easily one of the best parts of the film. You know, oh whether I, I feel like Marvel is trying a little too hard to start leaning into like because they just there's so much comedy in Marvel movies now. And it's like, you know, I remember, you know, in like the original Iron Man's like one and two it's like really the only comedy was whenever, you know, Tony was in danger and then Jarvis would say something, you know, painfully obvious and then, you know, Stark would, you know, retort back. But I, I just, I, maybe it's just me overthinking it, but they're leaning way too hard into the comedy, I feel like. I, I gotta disagree. And that's just because even as early as Iron Man 1, like almost every word that fell out of Tony Stark's mouth was something snarky or, or like sarcastic and funny. Yes, it, yes. But this is also Tony Stark. Well, yeah, no, that's his character. Well, but what I'm like, saying is, well, is well, like, we'll, we'll sidetrack for a minute. Like you, you saw Thor Ragnarok, you know, up course. until Thor Ragnarok, Thor was this serious, mysterious, you know, methodical, you know, Shakespearean dude, you know, very proper, had, you know, a royal upbringing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like his entire mood, his vibe just switched in Ragnarok. And he was suddenly like, kind of like playfully dumb i don't know i i think that was kind of just it almost felt like he wasn't taking the situation seriously at all in ragnarok 
Um, but then like you flip it around and after he got his ass handed to him on that ship, he was nothing but doom and gloom and serious again from like infinity war through on even fat Thor was like, I failed. I, I, everybody's dead because of me. It's all my fault. Like he still cracked wise every once in a while, obviously, but I, I feel like, I don't know for, I think it was only Ragnarok that he, it felt like he just wasn't taking the situation seriously whatsoever. Anyway, Red Guardian is, you know, besides a few other instances where everybody kind of gets a lick in, you know, he's kind of the comedic relief. Oh, yeah. But so they go to this uh, prison in, God, where is it? Somewhere in like Russia, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's in a he's in a Russian prison camp, basically. Prison. Yeah. So they Uh, they. I'll look into that. You go ahead. Okay. they break out Alexei. And, you know, they go through hell and back to get, you know, to them. Um, they're fighting all these guards and, you know, there's helicopters pulling up. And then Yelena reaches to the back, pulls out a rocket launcher and, you know, takes down a enemy helicopter. But that triggers a avalanche from a nearby mountain. And, it you know, snow just starts to pile, you know, incoming towards the, the Russian prison. Mm-hmm. And so they're all booking it to get to the helicopter and, you know, just amazingly by, by a hair, you know, they, they pull it off because plot armor. Of course. Yeah. I remember they were actually getting pulled out of the snow by that cable mm-hmm. hanging from the, the chopper because the avalanche had basically already hit. Like you yeah. couldn't see Natasha or Alexi at all, you know, through the snow, but they were somehow fine. I was like, bullshit. But okay, whatever. Plot armor. We'll say it. So the whole reason they pull him out of prison is to learn um, the location of Drakov. Yep. General Drakov. That's all they wanted. Location of Drakov. So when he tells them that, you know, he doesn't have it, he's like, I know somebody who might. And so they start looking for, you know, Mama, you know, Black Widow Melina. Melina. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she lives in a farm outside of, I think it was like St. Petersburg. Yeah. And that's where she developed the uh, chemical mind control process that was used mm-hmm. on the widows because she was practicing on the pigs and all that. Right. Super messed um, up stuff, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So there they they kind of have this, you know, uh, come come to Jesus meeting, I guess. Yeah. Where it's like they're all kind of talking about how they weren't a real family and how everything was fake and fabricated because, I mean, it kind of was. Yep. Um, but then Yelena is getting upset and she's like, this was the only thing I, you know, I had. It was all real to me. Yeah. You know, even though they weren't a real family, she believes that they were. Yeah, because they don't really only they kind of touch on it um, before that mission. Yelena was just a normal kid. She had been through no conditioning, no training of any kind. She was just a normal child. And as far as she knew, um, that was her actual family until she got back to Russia where they put her through the widow program, where they um, essentially made her um, sterile by removing her reproductive organs and also uh, brainwashed and trained her to high heavens. Um, Yeah. This is also the same uh, set or I guess scene where uh, Alexi squeezes his 
very fat body into his smaller red guardian suit like uh, a pork into a sausage uh and it was very funny to watch because yeah. he just comes strolling out of the bathroom like still fits <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like bullshit it fits i just watched you struggle for like 10 minutes trying to get that son of a bitch on but okay so off to the side um natasha and melina are kind of talking about you know she's trying natasha's trying to get melina to kind of like turn their back on Jacob, help them out of course and then it's revealed that she actually sent their location to Drakov, whose yep. agents arrive you know near instantly yeah, a few minutes later but yeah yeah um but they're eventually overcome and you know taken to the red room which is actually nowhere on earth it's a aerial like sky facility Kind of like the Russians' answer to a helicarrier, I would say. Yeah, like yeah. it's just it's just a huge freaking base in the middle of the sky that yes. somehow nobody's ever noticed. So they're captured, and Drakov is you know sitting down Melina, who has appeared to betray her, mm-hmm. and then he, you might remember the line better than I do, but he's saying about how. You know, he can look into, you know, the person's eyes and tell, you know, I'm trying to build up to probably the first twist of the movie. Mm -hmm. He's essentially like, um, think you can fool me when you sit in here. I look into your eyes and can see the girl I raised, my daughter or some shit. Yeah. And then like he pulls the mask off and it's Natasha. Like yeah, they, she was wearing that stuff that she had on in a uh, Winter Soldier. Yep. Yep. Um, so she um, basically reveals that her and Melina switched places. They switched suits. So um, up until now, Natasha's been in a white widow suit and um, Melina was in a black widow suit when um, she had revealed that she betrayed them. Um, they switch suits. Natasha's back in her classic black, and Melina is sitting in a holding cell. She looks like Natasha. She uh, she wakes up and is like, "Oh, okay, I see. They've put me in a holding cell." And then takes her mask off and like just walks out because she designed the the holding cells. Yeah. And of course, Red Guardian lets out his little quip of, "Oh, okay, I guess we're out now. That's fine. You know, whatever." Um. So they're dicking around in like the bottom floors of this helicarrier. Um, meanwhile, Natasha is just getting real angry at Drakoff because, you know, she's already put in all this work to kill the guy and he's still alive, obviously with his red room and his, his army of widows. And, um, you know, they're going back and forth. Um, Natasha finds out um, because she tries to kill Drakoff. And she physically cannot do it. There is a pheromone there that during their training, they're taught they are not allowed to attack um, Drakov's pheromone, essentially. So as long as um, Natasha has her ability to smell, um, she is not able to attack Drakov, which sounds like a very like 1950s comic plot. But, you know, uh, you know, uh, Props to them for actually, 
you know, pulling some outlandish shit like that. Very proud. Um, so Natasha's sitting there. She can't fight him. Um, and Drakov, Taskmaster's been in the room this whole time, by the way. Drakov walks over to Taskmaster and is just like, oh, you don't know who this is? You know, they're just chit-chatting. And he pulls Taskmaster's mask off, and it turns out that back in the day when Natasha tried to kill Drakov the first time, she gave the okay to bomb the room that he was in while his daughter was in there. And that's what Taskmaster is. Taskmaster... His daughter was the one that brought the bomb to him. It was in that briefcase that she was holding. Uh, oh, gotcha. I didn't even pick up on that. Well, so, yeah, um, that's Taskmaster. It's his daughter with a chip in her neck that lets her observe and um, reproduce the fighting styles of, like, Avengers and stuff. And that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. I well, I mean, that. it was, you know, it... Plot wise, it, you know, it made sense. It was just, it was kind of predictable. Yeah. Because, you know, that, that had been the only character that we didn't know the conclusion to beforehand. Right. Um, and, everyone else was still healthy and alive. Right. And I, I will say, um, literally the moment Taskmaster showed up and he didn't have a word to say, I was like, there's a twist to this character. I know there is. I know I'm not going to like it. Um, at the time when Taskmaster first showed up, Melina was still kind of up in the air because she had taken a shot to the shoulder, but she didn't see anything else about her. So I was like, okay, so it could be Melina in the suit. But then she showed up and I was like, okay. Um, and then they also had the scene where the daughter got blown up and I was like, I feel like that's something Marvel would do. So I kind of had my suspicions going into it, but the helmet comes off and it's just this this random person and it's not Tony fucking masters, the absolute madman that is the taskmaster. I was so disappointed. Yeah. I was so bummed. I was literally, I was sitting in the theaters ready to give this movie like a eight or a nine to 9.5 out of 10. Cause it was just, I mean, it was good. Um, and then as soon as they made the taskmaster reveal, I was like seven out of 10. I, I they literally just ruined the whole thing for me because like I mentioned at the start, um, more than likely they'll never revisit the Taskmaster character other than to just like, I mean, obviously they'll have Taskmaster show up more, but it'll never be Tony Masters, I don't think. I don't think they'll ever like dramatically change the character back to the way it's supposed to be. And that's incredibly disappointing. Well, so, yeah. Um, so that that gets revealed that Taskmaster is actually Dracov's daughter. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Dracov's just like, all right, go take care of the other two. Yep. Or go take, yeah, because Yelena at this point is in, I guess, uh, mock surgery to get the chip fixed. And then mom and dad are in a holding cell. Correct. So Taskmaster is sent off to go deal with the parents. Because mm-hmm. they've escaped, obviously. Yeah. And then Dracov reveals that you know, the pheromone is, you know, it's like a lock that he has installed on every widow. And mm-hmm. he reveals that he pretty much controls widows worldwide just from his desk in his office. Yep. Um, that he unlocks with a ring on his finger. Mm-hmm. So 
Romanoff, you know, Natasha, she sees that the only person that can really stop her from killing this man has just left the room. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she knows that she can't attack him as long as she can s- smell. So she <laughs> just headbutts his desk and intentionally <laughs> breaks her nose to, you know, sever the nasal the, passage. This will sever the olfactory nerve that lets her. Um, yeah. You know, it take in smells, it, which I thought was hilarious. Up until this yeah. point, she was just goading Drakeoff, like just getting him to beat the piss out of her. Yeah. And I'm just like, why is she like going about this this way? And then she finally gets fed up with getting her ass beat and is just like, well, since you're not strong enough to do it, she just fucking headbutts the shit out of the desk yeah. and breaks her nose. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. I was yeah. just. That really caught me off guard. I did not think she was just going to take an ass beating for fucking 20 minutes and then yeah, just be all, like, fine, I'll break my own nose, dick. Yeah, all <laughs> all that just to negate the pheromone. And then right. you know, she, she attacks Drakov. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it cuts to, I believe, it's Red Guardian fighting Taskmaster while yep. Melina attempts to take out like one of the engines. Yep, and... You know, Red Guardian's not doing bad. He's he's holding his own. Keep in mind, he's a much older guy. He's uh, chubbier now, and he has spent most of this movie just getting his ass beat. Not really, not really actually winning fights. Just kind of you know taking the hits. Yeah. Um, and he's putting up he's he's putting up a decent fight, but obviously you know Taskmaster's going to overpower that guy. Um, but so, yeah. Um... Red Guardian's free fighting Taskmaster. Melina is free working on the engine. Yelena is also free at this point, and she's searching for the other Widows mm-hmm. um, who were then called to protect Drakov. Right. And so, you know, they're they're heading towards Natasha and Drakov during their fight. Yelena is trying to get to them with the antidote. And I believe after the Red Guardian Taskmaster fight. Um, Alexi and Melina. Sorry, I'm just trying to get all these names right, dude. Yeah. Um, it's Alexi and Melina. They lock Taskmaster in one of those cells. Yeah. They're pretty much, you know, impenetrable to get out of unless you programmed it, apparently. Oh, yeah. Right. So Drakov escapes as the widows attack Natasha. But uh, Yelena comes in and creates this like antidote bomb. Yeah, she straps all the vials of the antidote. It, it's the antidote is called red dust. Apparently, I didn't know that until I started reading this IMDb page. Um, so she straps all the red dust to like a flash grenade. It looked like. Yeah. Um, and essentially, what she does is she just busts in there. Uh, at this point, by the way, Natasha is getting the breaks beat off of her ass like uh, these she, other videos yeah yeah there's like what 10 of them something like that something yeah and I think there's more than that and I'll, I'll say natasha put up a damned good fight she kicked a couple of their asses in the process of like trying to move away from them but eventually like a couple of them get the better of her and like hold her down while she is getting the breaks beat off of her ass and that's when yelena uh thank god comes in pulls the pin on that flashbang and just tosses it straight over the top of Natasha. Um, when it pops, 
all the antidote just kind of rains down on all the widows and they're all free from the mind control. Yeah. So um, at that point, Natasha is just like, okay, all the widows need to get off the, the plane or this, this base or whatever. So Yelena is leading the widows out. If I'm not mistaken, I think I'm remembering that right. And well, at, at this point, Melina has also cut one of the engines. So the place <laughs> is starting to like explode and, you know, fall. Yeah. Um, she like tossed something into the big fan that was keeping the place levitated, which was really funny because she just tried to take out one of the engines like the regular way, just turn it off. And then she was like, well, that didn't work. Uh, and then she just threw something big into the fan. And I was like, oh, shit. OK, so. Um, Natasha picks up, there was two vials of red dust that didn't explode. She picks up those two vials and takes off because she wants to catch up with Drakov. Um, on her way out, she runs into Taskmaster in the cell and goes, well, shit, I killed you the first time and I can't just leave you like this. Um, but I know as soon as I open the cell, you're going to beat the brakes off my ass because that's what you've been told to do. Well, she lets her out anyway. Um, and then I don't remember how they got separated, but essentially like she got, gets launched somewhere. I think there's like sections of the floor separated and yeah, Natasha yeah. fell through. Anyway, Natasha keeps fucking booking it, trying to get to Drakov. Um, and Yolanda and, the widows all make it out. The widows get on the plane and take off and Yolana goes after Drakov too. Um, Yolana manages to get to Drakov first. And like, as their plane is like taking off and about to go, um, Yolana gets on top of the plane and like, um, shoves one of the baton sticks into the, the rotor, which makes the whole thing fucking explode. Obviously. Yeah. Um, Tosses Yelena off of the carrier. It's Yelena. Yelena. Sorry. I was hoping you'd correct it after a couple times, but it's just... <laughs> Oops. Anyway. Oops. Uh, Yelena is knocked out and is falling to earth. So naturally, Natasha is about to do some spy shit, right? And just snatches up a parachute and jumps off of the fucking thing to Yelena. Um, she falls, catches Yelena gets her in the parachute, opens the chute, and then the two of them are just drifting down, just real nice-like. And you're like, okay, cool. Happy ending. Uh, Natasha looks up and sees Taskmaster booking it to catch up to their asses. Uh, and into uh, aerial chase, which was super funny to me, because they're just like falling and landing on debris that is also yeah. falling. And I was like, this is very action movie stuff, but I love it. Um, long story short, they finally get down to the ground where, uh, Natasha is like, all right, we're done with this bullshit. And through like, it was not even a lot. I think the fight between the two of them was actually really short because at that point, Natasha, I think had had enough. Very short. Um, she gets the helmet off of Taskmaster and then blasts her ass with some red dust. Um, she like punches the red dust into the ground and it causes an explosion of red dust, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, um, taskmaster is free and knocked out for obvious reasons. It was, it's been a rough day. Um, 
Yelena comes floating down and just like is there um, where Natasha is like trying to find Yelena and she finds her under like some wreckage, pulls her out all, all well and good, happy endings all around Um, the widows and like the widows land, pick up Yelena and taskmaster take off leave because general Ross, the main man himself is booking it coming up this road um which because by the way while they were up in the fortress uh black widow natasha like turned on her uh tracking device so the u.s military was on that shit like white on rice trying to reclaim their asset um so she's just there like all right fuck it i'll I'll deal with this widows y'all need to get and they take off and leave and melina and Red Guardian got another chopper and they took off and left, leaving Natasha there holding the bag um, where she gets kind of swept up in it. Um, Now, here's a part that kind of confused me, right? So it's implied that she's just chilling, waiting on the military to show up. But then the next time you see her, she's just cool. Like she's just fine. Um, She meets up with, um yelena and the the arms dude again i forgot his name already it's like rex rick Rick, that's right rick mason rex mason is uh metamorpho in the dc universe (laughs) i love that guy uh rick mason where she's got a quinjet this time and he's like yeah see this is what happens when you give me time and money i get you better shit um and she's just like all right well cool i'm gonna go break my friends out of prison yo um which she's talking about go going to break out um, the Avengers off the raft. Yeah. All the ones that were on Captain America's side because everyone on Tony's side was the good guys, apparently, but all the ones on the cap side were um, terrorists. So she goes to get the Avengers out and that's the end of her. Literally, because the next time we see her, uh, she is a tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that that brings us to the post credit scene where after Romanoff's death, you know, Black Widow's dead, and this is after the snap, you know, after Endgame entirely. Um, actually, it was I saw something on Twitter where they had confirmed that Yelena was snapped away. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Yelena is mourning her sister, and then she's encountered by Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine who is Elaine from Seinfeld and also, you know, Valentina from Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, who kind of turns him into U.S. agent and pretty much says, you know, he, she's shooting the shit um, and says, you know, do you want to find the guy that killed your sister? And Yelena, obviously, you know, wanting to avenge her sister's death is like, yeah, give it to me. And then Valentina hands her this like tablet with a picture of clint barton hawkeye and then it just cuts to black yep which is not technically wrong but also not entirely correct either. he didn't kill her yeah i mean he he, he dropped fought her. her well he fought her because i mean you you can't collect the soul stone if both of you are dead yeah true um but and anybody, also this anybody man that watched fought games. for yeah he fought for his life to be the one that died right um but you know she just she had the upper hand you know i, I don't 
really know what all was going on in their heads during that fight because i mean man i i, I would have been like all right brother jc you got it jump i'll, I'll cash in <laughs> i'll cash out on the way back um, i'll avenge you i'll avenge you in the I'll, end homie hey bro uh, you you gotta fight your way back out the gulag homie we'll get it going okay yeah yeah maybe maybe when i get uh the other five i can bring you back i, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> shit yeah, you ain't about to see my ass jumping off no damn mountain for for a fucking rock that you can get fifty of in the uh, in the uh, TVA. Which <laughs> spoilers for next week, <laughs> Loki. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's you know I'm I'm theorizing that we're gonna see Yelena again in the upcoming Hawkeye series. Yes, I, you know, I I didn't know that Hawkeye had gotten. Like it was confirmed that Hawkeye was getting a TV series. So, yeah, it's so, gonna be him, and then the I can't remember her name. the The girl that he like trains to be the new the new Hawkeye. Kate, Kate Bishop. Bishop. That's right. That's Kate right. Kate Bishop is going to be in the new the new Hawkeye show. Yeah, because she was. Um, they showed her in the Avengers game. Um, as Hawkeye. Um, which anybody out there who played uh, R.I.P. to y'all because it's a fucking trash game. But um, I mean, yeah, she's so, been around far longer than the video game. Yeah, but that's the one. That's the one thing I remember her from recently because I don't really, like I said, my 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 knowledge is DC, not Marvel. So I didn't know anything about a Kate Bishop until I played the the game, and then I was like, oh, this is trash. Anyway. Um, so yeah, good to know that Hawkeye is getting his own series at some point, And it's really cool to see that Yelena will be probably coming back and she'll, I would say she's probably going to call herself the new black widow. Um, maybe after some talking too, because she doesn't want to take that role up too quickly after her sister died. Um, but I, I knew she was going to come back. I just wasn't sure if it was going to be Hawkeye gets a standalone movie or Hawkeye gets his own show. It says that she is the second modern era character to use the Black Widow mantle. Okay, so, so she'll, she she will be reprising it at some point. Okay, cool. So that's in the comic books, right? Yes. Okay, so yeah, in in the movies now, since Scarlett Johansson's contract ended and she decided not to re up, um, Yelena will be taking over as the new Black Widow, which bums me out a little bit because I liked Scarlett Johansson a lot. All good things must come to an end. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to to see where, you know, this is, you know, Marvel's going next because, you know, there's there's going to be some, you know, some normalcy because we're still going to have, you know, Thor, um, a lot of the later joined Avengers that kind of didn't get their start till it was almost over, you know, like Doctor Strange, Spider-Man. Uh, Black Widow, Ant-Man, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you know. So we're going to we're going to have a new era of heroes that are just all new faces, which kind of bums me out. I think it'll still be cool. Obviously, Kevin Feige has earned my trust at this point. Feige. Feige. Is it Feige or is it Feige? I think it is Feige. I think you're right. Okay. Um, The whole Taskmaster thing is a super bummer. Um, Like I said, he's my favorite, and I don't know if they'll ever recover the Taskmaster character as being Anthony Masters. Um, the the kid that was born with photographic reflexes. I'm not kidding. That's actually what his power is called: photographic reflexes. Um, the ability to see uh, somebody perform a task or do something 
and then immediately be able to duplicate it without any practice. It, it's the dumbest sounding power I've ever heard of, but it's also incredibly cool because he does things like he taught himself Kung Fu by watching Bruce Lee movies. But more importantly, he played the Bruce Lee movies at two times its speed so he could learn Kung Fu. Uh, he could learn how to punch faster. He does Kung Fu real fast. Yeah. Same with like marathon running. He just watched Usain Bolt do it. And now he can run faster than anybody else. Um, and on top of his super cool photographic reflexes, he also took a super soldier serum that gave him super strength, speed, and agility. He is such a cool character. He's so freaking cool and they ruined him. I was 100% prepared to come on this podcast and be like, this movie is fucking fantastic. I loved it. Nine out of 10. Um, you know, just because, you know, no Batman was nowhere to be found. So it can't be a perfect 10. But hey, you know, this isn't even his universe. So nine out of 10 is pretty damn good. Um, and then they showed off Taskmaster and I was like seven out of 10. That's just completely ruined it for me. Because, And it's only because we probably won't get the right Taskmaster for years to come. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, Feige will um, go back on that and you know fix it later. Hopefully, sooner rather than later. But um, we'll just have to see. Yeah. So I mean, overall, solid, solid film. Definitely some. I wouldn't say holes, but you know, some errors that I would have fixed. Um, but you know, that's that's what you know. Everything. Everyone's a critic. Yeah, of course. Any yep. closing comments, regards, concerns? Yeah, good movie. Like I said, seven. I, you know, I'll say seven point five out of ten. And uh, the action, cinematography, music, all of that was still super, super good. I'm just a real salty boy about the whole Taskmaster thing. Otherwise, excellent film. I highly recommend it. If you've watched the, or if you've listened to this podcast before watching the movie, shame on you. You shouldn't have done it. I'm sure you're mad at yourself now. Yeah, you can't be mad at us. Can't be mad at us. We, we, we warned you. We gave you three whole seconds. I said it. I counted in my head. He did. You didn't you didn't want to listen. Uh join us next week where we cover the entire, I guess, first season of Loki. I hope they continue or we see them more. You know, uh the episode drops at actually it drops in like five hours. For for me at least. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm probably going to stay up and watch it. So I guess I'll watch it tomorrow and we can, I don't know if you're available or when the next time we're going to record it, but next episode will be Loki. We're going to cover the first season of Loki. I'm specifically going to be looking out for Easter eggs because I heard it is stupid chock full of Easter eggs. The last or the most recent one, the fifth episode that I think you just watched was chock full of them. Oh yeah. Big time. I'm super, super excited. I've, I've really enjoyed the shit out of the show and anybody else, I'm sure anybody else that's watching it now will agree. It's super good. It's, it's good to see Tom Hiddleston back as Loki. I hope they bring him back. Well, until then, everybody, thanks for listening. Both of you. We do appreciate (laughs) it. Yep. And uh, catch us next week for Loki. Peace. Peace out, y'all.